millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Victoria has recorded its lowest daily increase in COVID cases in more than three months. For more, Deputy Chief Medical Officer Dr Nick Coatesworth joins me from Canberra. Morning to you. Uh, so there were 11 new COVID cases and tragically two deaths in the last 24 hours. But the low number of new cases, obviously a positive sign. Could this lead to a revised roadmap? Nat, 11 cases in the past 24 hours is, is a great result for Victorians, especially uh, those in Melbourne and its surrounds. And the Victorian Public Health Unit, Professor Sutton, has been very clear from the start that they will uh, revise uh, the roadmap if it is safe to do so. And I think that that's the important caveat on that, uh, that safety is the most important priority, um, but we know that they're prepared to revise the roadmap. Are the testing figures high enough? There was some conjecture about them in the last couple of, week, uh, couple of weeks. Are the testing figures high enough to make these accurate? Well, the, t the testing figures need to be as, as high as possible, and it is the case that not just in Victoria but nationwide we've seen a, a dip in the number of tests being conducted. So it's a timely reminder for all Australians, but particularly those in Victoria to get themselves tested with the mildest of symptoms. We know that the Victorian Public Health Unit is focusing its testing around the Casey area, uh, which, is, which is very important because we need to find any undetected uh, people with COVID-19 uh, and, and make sure that they get the care that they need and are, are isolated from the rest of the community for 14 days. OK, the federal government has pledged $6 million towards uh, the development of a COVID vaccine in Australia. How will this funding benefit everyday Australians? Well, of course, this is in addition to the five million already going to the University of Queensland, and it just emphasises that it won't be the, uh, necessarily the first or the second vaccine that gets over the line. There will need to be continued vaccine development uh, for the coronavirus disease over the next few years. And so we're investing in uh, new research technologies. We're re investing in our own what we call mRNA technology, which is currently only being developed in the United States. Uh, and, and that's how it will benefit uh, ordinary Australians by providing more options uh, for vaccines into the future for COVID-19. Let's move on to this taxi driver who's sparked a COVID scare in Sydney. They're trying to trace everyone who was in his taxi over nine days where he was positive. Can you give us an update on that case? 
Well, I can, Nat, and uh, the most important thing, of course, is that the taxi driver uh, came forward to get tested for COVID-19 and had the COVID-safe app on their phone, um, both of which is, uh, is assisting in making sure this does not develop into a, a significant cluster of cases. But the New South Wales Health Department have very detailed guidance on exactly which venues on the south coast of New South Wales and southwest Sydney people need to consider themselves co close contacts if they've been at those venues and casual contacts uh, in a broader uh, geographic area. I've read that information this morning. It's very detailed. I would encourage uh, New South Wales residents to go to the New South Wales Health website today and make sure uh, that they uh, to determine whether they were or were not at any of those venues. OK, we're seeing a lot of fines issued to Sydney venues last week for COVID breaches. Uh, do you think people are caring less about COVID um, and they're getting complacent? Well, the, the reality is that venues have a responsibility to their patrons and, and patrons have a responsibility um, to uh, not gather in large numbers at venues. We've always said this is a dual responsibility, but uh, people uh, and uh, venues and proprietors will get fined if they're in breach of, of COVID regulations. We, we have to have this as the new normal. We know that indoor venues are the most risk. Uh, we're going into summer. People are going to be getting out of their homes. Uh, uh, but in those uh, sort of summer party venues. Uh, as I've said before, if it's heaving, people should be leaving um, because that's not a COVID safe environment. Okay, that's something to remember for summer. Dr Nick, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Matt. There are growing calls for the city's strict lockdown to be lifted ahead of schedule as daily case numbers drop into the teens while an AFL club is in crisis after being sanctioned over a bubble breach. Let's go live now to our team of reporters, first to Nathan Templeton in Melbourne. Nathan, the Premier doesn't want to jump the gun. Yes, now that 14 new cases yesterday was our best result in three months and the daily average over the past fortnight is now down to 36. So we easily meet the threshold to ease some of the restrictions in a week from now, but it's the step beyond that that Victorians are now eyeing off. Uh, rules are due to be further relaxed on October 26. We are ahead of schedule in terms of predicted case numbers, but the Premier is saying he'll still be cautious uh, and he'll have further announcements this Sunday. Daniel Andrew is also being accused of double standards when it comes to the issuing of fines. Those families responsible for a cluster of 43 cases in the southeastern suburb of Hallam uh, have not been fined, in contrast with the pretty strict enforcement on some others who have received fines. The justification for not fining them uh, is that if they are threatened with a heavy penalty, they won't tell the truth to contact tracers who then won't be able to tackle those outbreaks. Now, there were more protests over the weekend, although it must be said yesterday's at Chadston Shopping Centre was a bit of a fizzer. A small group gathered and sang John Farnham's You're the Voice for some reason. Uh, the Australian music legend has condemned those demonstrators for using his classic song uh, for a protest during a pandemic. There's also some concern over a video that's emerged at a Ngunnawanning nursing home. It was taken last Wednesday and you can see uh, people dancing with residents uh, close up with with no protective equipment. The CEO of that facility says that everyone uh, in that video is either a staff member or a resident. They are not outside performers. He says he's comfortable with the way that birthday party was handled and police say so far they haven't received any complaints. Nat? Nathan Curry is at AFL House this morning. Nathan, a Demons player is causing more headaches for the club. 
Nat Harley Bennell's decision to leave the Demons Queensland hub to visit a friend has cost the club $50,000. This placed some more heat on the AFL's presence in the state. Bennell himself has been suspended for four games and this seriously could mean the end of his career given he has been in trouble in the past and has had plenty of second chances. The Demons are fuming about this and it has capped off a really poor weekend for the club. Not only did it miss out on making the finals but it's also had to have, have some work with Christian Petrarca and Jaden Hunt who over some inappropriate touching in a huddle during Saturday's game. Nat. Samantha Brett is at Sydney's Liverpool Hospital today where it's believed a taxi driver was infected with COVID. Sam contact tracers desperately trying to identify his passengers now. Yes, Nat, good morning. An urgent tracing operation is now underway as authorities try to track down anyone that may have come into contact with this taxi driver. It is believed that he was driving around the western and southwestern suburbs of Sydney's, Sydney for nine days while infected. And it is also believed that he may have caught the virus from a patient that he picked up here at Liverpool Hospital. He was just one of two cases that we saw in New South Wales over the past 24 hours. That is certainly some very low numbers, but unfortunately, Unfortunately, we did see another death. A man in his 70s died at Royal North Shore Hospital from COVID. That is the first death that we've actually seen in New South Wales in five weeks. There is some good news this morning, though, for casual workers and contractors in New South Wales. That $1,500 paid pandemic leave will now be given to anyone that is forced to self-isolate for 14 days and doesn't already get paid sick leave, Nat. Let's go to Taylor Aiken in Canberra. The latest news poll shows a bump in support for the federal government. Yeah, that's right, Nat. Support for the coalition and Prime Minister Scott Morrison is climbing, according to the latest news poll survey. A swing back to the government on a two-party preferred basis saw them regain an advantage over Labor, 51 points to 49. Scott Morrison also retains his lead as preferred Prime Minister. There was less good news, though, for Labor, with support for Anthony Albanese falling by two points. However, with an election still a while away and Australia now in a recession. The coalition will be looking to consolidate their lead against Labor during the road out of COVID-19. Reports today suggest the government are considering wage incentives for businesses to take on extra workers expected to be announced in the October budget, hoping to fast-track the economic recovery by driving down unemployment. Nah. OK, thanks very much, everyone. There are hopes the light at the end of the tunnel may be closed for Melbourne, despite Premier Daniel Andrews' warning against relaxing the lockdown too early. Just 14 new cases have been recorded, but the Premier has come under fire for choosing not to fine any of the 34 people who caused an outbreak in Casey after visiting family members. If people are going to get fined for telling the truth in that circumstance, well then I think we know what happens. People won't tell the truth. The Victorian government did, however, find 21 anti-lockdown protesters on Saturday. And Victoria Liberal MP Tim Smith joins us now from Melbourne. Tim, morning to you. Um, Good morning, Sam. So we've seen pictures on the news of pregnant women being handcuffed in front of their children, of older women on park benches um, being fined. And why is the Premier not wanting to find this particular family? Well, it's a despicable double standard, Sam. It, it, it is beyond belief that uh, families that broke the rules, got caught and actually spread the virus, haven't been fined, 
Whilst many Victorians who have had minor infractions against the Chief Health Officer's directions have been fined, and we see this vision on the weekend again of grandmothers being handcuffed and the, uh, the mounted police being sent down to the beach to chase protesters. Yet, in the same weekend, people that actually spread coronavirus don't get fined. It's disgusting, and the rule of law under Daniel Andrews in Victoria has been smashed to pieces. OK, you've called for Daniel Andrews to resign. Case numbers today, this week, so far, knock on wood, are down and hopefully they continue to stay down and go down further. So would you say that his tactics have worked? Well, it's a bit like saying, well, Daniel Andrews burnt the village down to save it. So I suppose you can say that, yes, he's locked us in our houses for 22 hours a day for the best part of two months and he's basically banned us from going anywhere. So, yes, of course, there was going to be some response from the virus to that level of restrictions being placed on the people. But, no, I wouldn't say that it's worked because he's literally destroyed the Victorian economy uh, to achieve his aims. Daniel Andrews should resign because we're in this mess because of his government's negligence. We're in this mess because of the hotel quarantine fiasco and his third world contact tracing system. We wouldn't be here now if Andrews had used the Australian Defence Force, like in New South Wales and every other state in Australia, which ensured that contact tracing and indeed hotel quarantine was done properly from the outset that would have prevented the virus from getting back out into the community. Mm. That's what's happened here in Victoria that's resulted in literally 700 deaths. I mean, Daniel Andrews' negligence, the Labor Party's negligence here in Victoria, has literally killed hundreds of people, and that's why he should go. Yeah. Um, Tim, just quickly, we're seeing video this morning on a phone, someone's phone of a party being held at a nursing home, of all places, in Melbourne's east, while the city was in lockdown. How do you feel about this um, video of a party and dancing inside a nursing home? Well, Sam, I haven't seen it, but if it's simply just the residents of the nursing home um, having some fun, then, you know, there's not much fun down here in Melbourne at the moment, so uh, that... To my, from my perspective, is fine as long as there are no external people from outside of the nursing home mm. that have come into it, because that would be a breach of quarantine would be very, very dangerous. Yes. But if it's simply just people in the nursing home trying to give themselves some light relief in what has been an awful couple of months, then good luck to them. Yes, the nursing home is saying that they are staff in the, in the video dance, and we haven't confirmed that yet, but um, we'll wait and see, I guess. Um, Tim Smith, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Sam. Here's Koshy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A needle-free coronavirus vaccine trial has been given a boost from the federal government. 
The University of Sydney is working to deliver a DNA-based vaccine via a high-pressure jet that punches the skin with a concentrated spray. The new funding will go towards a Phase 1 clinical trial. It's just one of three trials receiving a cut of an extra $6 million in taxpayer dollars. Follows calls for the government to invest in more local vaccine trials. Satirite GP Dr Jenny Mansberg joins me now. Jenny, good morning to you. Hey. Now, um, this is going to be administered through a, what they're calling a pharma jet. What happens? Yeah, it's a... It's a a device this big and there's no needle involved so these needle-free cartridges and you feel a jet that's as thin as a hair that goes directly oh. into the skin so not everyone's saying it's completely pain-free but oh, who likes needles yeah. um, so it's got that advantage they're going to be no what we call needle stick injuries to the people who are giving them and also it goes directly into the skin now the skin is the body's biggest immune system organ and we think that skin delivered vaccines have that right. potential to do better. So it's a DNA based vaccine, how does that work? So that's another innovation here, so and we have quite a few in trial for coronavirus, they're actually taking little strands of DNA inside the inside the vaccine and the whole idea is that your body's going to recognise it with tiny amounts of DNA, huh. build its own what we call antigens to stimulate your immune system and the theory is it will have a better response. That's, okay. that's the theory. So it's a phase one trial. Yeah. There, there's a long way to go, isn't there? Yeah. This? Although we've seen things go really quickly in this coronavirus vaccine kind of space and, you know, we've got already phase three trials out there. Maybe we're not that far behind with this yeah. one. OK, while we've got you, uh, Australian Medical Journal uh, says doctors are making 140,000 mistakes every year when diagnosing patients. 21,000 of those result in serious harm, including an estimated 2,400 deaths. 80% of them are preventable. Does that shock you? It really does. It's very disappointing. Um, obviously, if it's something like just writing one tablet instead of two if the pharmacist they are picking up you know problems all the time and right. calling the gp did you mean to do this but sometimes a little mistake could be potentially deadly and we've got to do better to make sure that australians are kept safe you know we're all human everybody can make a, a big mistake but you know you don't want anyone to have a really terrible consequence as a result yeah and that's a lot of mistakes yeah. all right jenny thank you here's sam there was an alarming rise in family violence reports when the pandemic began, which prompted the federal government to launch a campaign urging victims to reach out. Four months later, research shows the Help Is Here initiative is making a difference, with more than half of all Australians recalling the campaign. Recognition of both 1800 Respect and Men's Line Australia are also up. And Families Minister Anne Rushton joins me now. Minister, good morning to you. What do these results tell you? Well, look, sadly, we have seen an increase in the number of people who are seeking services um, from family and domestic violence. But I suppose the, the good news, if you can call it that, is the fact that we've made um, advice available so people know where they can go to get the help. Uh, we've seen a 50% increase year on year from May to May for people contacting 1800 Respect and Men's Line. Um, so, you know, hopefully people, if they find themselves in a difficult position, will know what to do. OK, so the number of domestic violence complaints surged at the start of the pandemic. Has the gradual easing of restrictions impacted the number of calls coming through? 
Look, the the, uh, the results have been up and down, but we still are seeing elevated levels of, of people contacting our, our hotlines. But we've also, in discussions with the states and territories who deliver the frontline services, seen um, a continuing increase in the number of people that are seeking to access those services. So we, uh, we continue to make sure that we've got the resources in place so that not only we can make people aware of what they need to do, but also to make sure that those frontline services in the states and territories are able to cope with any increase in demand that they are seeing. Okay. Uh, in other news, Minister, you have revealed the October budget will include a boost to the aged pension. How much extra will pensioners receive? Well, obviously, matters for the, for the budget will be um, contained in the budget, and I'll leave that for the Treasurer. But we just wanted to make sure that our, our pensioners understood. We, uh, you know, they, they rely very often on the, the indexation that was, uh, was rendered to zero because of the way the pandemic treats the indexes that we use to increase the pension. Uh, and so we made sure that to make up for that, that we had something in the budget for our pensioners. There's something in the budget for everybody, but we particularly wanted our pensioners to know there was something in there for them. OK, that sounds good. Minister Anne Ruston, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Now, if you or someone you know is affected by domestic violence, you can call 1800 RESPECT for free confidential advice.